Hi, I'm Kishwa. I'm Christina, and um, I'm excited to talk about fitness in this episode of Swipe Right at 15. Yeah. So now you're a runner, Christine, aren't you? I am. I've been a runner since I was young. I used to run competitively, and um, somewhere along the line, I figured out that running is my drug. It's the way I kind of deal with stress and, and process things, and and I think that post breakup, it became even more important because sometimes when you're sad and depressed, you know, you don't do much in your day. But the fact that I could turn around and say, oh, at least I went for a run that kind of kind of meant yeah. something to me. You know, I've yes. never tried strength training. So it's kind of interesting that we're going to learn about strength training t- today. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, as you know, you know, straight after leaving the matrimonial home, I was hanging around at the gym <laughs> from early parts in the morning. And obviously I'm a member of that gym. So I was doing a bit of a weightlifting and um but not sort of in the framework of strength training and a Mm. bit like yourself though I'm a bit of a runner as well so you know if it was a really cold I'd go on the treadmill rather than going outside for a run okay there's Joe. let me chat to her about strength training and then we'll regroup for our interview with Shazaru hi Joe. now you and I've known each other for nearly half our lives now wow okay yes that's probably true (laughs) Yeah, maybe over half our lives. Now, in that whole time, I haven't known you to go to the gym at all. Would that be right until recently? Yes, that's yes. I was not a gym frequenter. Yes, yeah. So what then drew you to strength training and not only strength training, but also strength competition? I don't know if that's the right word. Um, well, it was like a circuitous route. Um, I was probably, and it was maybe you know, maybe five years, a bit longer. So mid-40s, I was struggling with weight gain, which eventually, after a number of years of investigation by my doctor, turned out to be a thyroid issue. But at the time, I was just trying to find a way to sort of um, get healthier. And so I decided I needed the external accountability of a personal trainer. And my partner knew someone Um, who was a personal trainer from way back, Um, he messaged her. She didn't have any capacity to take on new clients. So she recommended a gym out in Mitchell in Canberra, real fit. And so I rang them up and I went out there. And as I was driving out there, I was thinking, is she sure? Because Mitchell is like an industrial zone. And I showed up at the gym and it was like a kind of a pretty drafty tin shed. And there was all these big blokes lifting weights. And I thought, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Why am I even here? But anyway, I had I met the personal trainer and they did an assessment and said they'd do me a program. And was this Shay or was this someone else? No, this was before I knew Shay. This was before I, I was I started a different gym. Um, and I had a personal trainer called Dee who was great. And so she set up a program for me and I went there twice a week and it was a powerlifting program, which wasn't anything I'd sort out, but that's just what they did. Um, and I think the thing that hooked me reasonably early was I was quite good at it. And I'd never been good at anything that involved physical activity before. But all of a sudden there was something that, you know, I seemed to be able to do pretty well, even from the very beginning. And aside from being good at it, what about the health benefits? Do you feel stronger? Yes, I definitely feel stronger. I have um, a lot more muscle and um, I do kind of, you know, every so often find myself in a situation where some bloke wants to carry something for me. And I think to myself, actually, I could lift way more than you, buddy. 
Um, so I feel stronger and I like feeling strong. It's a really good feeling. And now that you've hit your 50s, if I can just out you for that, um, are you continuing to weight lift? Yes, I am. I changed gyms um, and that's where I met Shay at the Strength Syndicate. And that actually really took my powerlifting to the next level, partly because she's such a great coach and some things I was really stuck on, um, she kind of helped me make a lot of progress. But when I'd been at the previous gym, I'd only lived with a personal trainer and I kind of was a bit scared to do it by myself, but I joined the strength syndicate and Shay set me up a program and we had a check-in once a week where I sent her my videos, but I trained by myself and everyone, like everyone in that gym did that. Um, so I sort of became more confident about it as well. Cause it was sort of, I had a program, but I was self-directed and it just was also a really nice environment at the gym and people are super friendly and incredibly supportive. Uh, and there's heaps of women that train there. Oh, fantastic. And tell us about your first competition. Um, well, actually the first competition I saw, I saw it at real fit, which was the first gym. And what I really liked about it was it was a um, it was just a really good community feel, and everyone was barracking for everyone else. And so when I made some progress at the strength syndicate, and Shay suggested I do the comp, um, I thought that could be fun. So my first competition um, was at the strength syndicate. So it was local, but it was a uh, um, part of the national system. So every, all the lifts were recorded and they had proper referees and, and um, recording. And yeah, it was just really good buzz to um, um, particularly I found when I've done competitions, the thing that I um, have been got really good results in is um, my deadlift. And so it's a really big high to kind of hit a personal best in, you know, in, a, in that kind of environment. Oh, fantastic. And how long do you plan to continue weightlifting and strength training? Well, I think forever because I've, I think one of the things about um, weightlifting is it's really, it is good for your muscles. It's good for your bone strength. It has all the features of exercise you need to be healthy in your old age, squatting in particular. If you can squat, you can get out of a chair. Um, so I don't see any reason to stop. And in fact, I think if I did stop, I would actually really miss kind of, um, the feeling it gives me of strength. Um, I think when I got really got into power with having, you know, been, you know, as a child, I was always kind of overweight kid, really slow at running, not very good at any sports. I did play netball, but you know, that was just cause everyone did. And when I started powerlifting, I suddenly kind of had a different relationship with my body. So suddenly having big thighs is a real positive because it means you've got big quads and um, my arms have always been, you know, reasonably chunky. But now when I can't fit into a jacket at some shop, I don't feel it's about me. I feel it's about the fashion industry, um, not actually catering for women that have muscles. If you were to pass on a message for any women in their 50s considering strength training, they haven't been to the gym before, what would you have to say? Well, I think the great thing about powerlifting can be the community around it and the people are really encouraging. It, it is just about what you can do and improving what you can do. I was someone who would never have ever worn leggings at a gym until I started powerlifting. And even when I started, I wore quite floppy yoga pants until my physio had some, was concerned about my knee angle. So I had to start wearing leggings for that. And now I feel completely comfortable. So it's made me much more comfortable in my body. And the nice thing about powerlifting is you do a bit of lifting and then you're required to have a rest. So it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool kind of exercise. Well, go Joe. I look forward to 
you, you know, attending maybe in person and not just seeing photos of your next competition. Now let's move on to interviewing Shay Zaru. Now Shay lives and works in Canberra and in 2016, she was ranked number one in the International Powerlifting Federation in the 63 kilograms junior class category and is also a former bodybuilder. She now works as a strength coach in Canberra and while she's far from 50, she works with women from all different ages on helping them build their strength. Welcome Shay to the Swipe Right at 50 podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What a perfect time to do this whilst we're in lockdown. Uh, great. So, Shay, I've heard of a career coach before, but never a strength coach. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what a strength coach is and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, a strength coach is someone whose objective it is to work with people who are interested in getting stronger or improving their athletic performance. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. But I would say like our goal is to help someone reach all their strength-based goals and prescribe exercises and programming that is in line with that. So I know for myself and my coaches at the Strength Syndicate, we specialized pretty early on. And a lot of our education and research is centered around that strength element in overall fitness. You mentioned the term athlete before, which may turn off some average 50-year-olds. So what advice would you have for them? So, and that's kind of why, you know, I popped in the people who just have strength-based goals. You know, not everyone who walks in wants to be involved in powerlifting and be involved with powerlifting at a high level. But at the end of the day, strength and strength uh, training is something that benefits everyone of all ages, you know, of all different backgrounds. So you can go and see a strength coach, even if you aren't super interested in that athletic side of it, essentially. Okay, no, thanks for that. And what are some of the pros and cons of strength training and, and building one strength over aerobic fitness for, especially for women in their 50s? So this is a really big question. And there are kind of like lots of different ways we could go about it. So I, I'll, I'll kind of break it down into two different answers so when you look at the strength versus aerobic fitness is ideally someone would have a base of both because both are definitely important but when we look at strength training specifically you've already mentioned in the intro here about increasing our muscle mass mass increasing our bone density you know it decreases our risk of falls as we age but it also helps us keep that independence as we age as well which obviously uh helps with general life um enjoyment so there's lots of different pros more encouraged to step into the weight room uh there's that perception and that narrative has been around for such a long time it's not anything new in the fitness mm-hmm. industry at all but when we look at it we need to look at the different barriers that women face when wanting to uh, you know go into strength-based sports or do something strength you know related when it comes to their goals because there are quite a lot of barriers that women do face when uh, compared to men. Just to follow up on that too, Shay, um, you know, when you think about society, there's definitely a, a view in, in media that women kind of aspire to in terms of the ideal look, and she's mm. awfully skinny and definitely not muscly. 
So, yes. you know, uh, I guess I'm wondering, do you find that sometimes your clients are coming to you and they're concerned they don't want to build up too, mu- too much muscle mass as women? I would say this is the number one thing that when I speak to women and when I speak to, you know, potential clients or, you know, clients that have come to me that has held them back for a really long time is this view that women are going to get bulky by picking up a singular free Mm -hmm. weight. Um, But also I think an important thing to say here is that, you know, that potentially bulky, whatever that is, is bad. Um, And I think that's really deeply rooted in a lot of diet culture beliefs here. And again, this, this is applicable to both men and women, but it is the number one thing I find with my um, female clients. You know, I, I use myself as an example here is I didn't agree weights um, for a little while because of that fear. And, you know, I, I mentioned before we started this podcast that I have a pretty big history with eating disorders. So when I started going to the gym, it was really all based around that cardio aspect of things. And my fear was that if I picked up weights or if I centered my programming around weights is that my body would then become bulky. But, you know, six, seven years later, you know, I started training when I was relatively young at 14. I'm 26 now. Um, My body is bulkier than when I started. But to me, it is is absolutely not a bad thing. You know, I feel strong. I feel capable in my body. And so I think we need to look at uh, the word bulk. Fair enough. Um, um, and that's hugely empowering to hear that your, your story of overcoming a, an eating disorder to, to get into accepting yourself as, you know, a power lifter. Good for you. Um, one thing I wanted to know was, what are some of the key things women in their 50s need to consider when they're getting into strength? Uh, training. A lot of us at this point maybe, you know, have a few pounds on us or, or um, are hitting perimenopause and menopause. Um, we also might be on medications. So, so can you give us any advice on things that we have to consider? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the advice for anyone who is looking at uh, doing something and sticking to something is firstly why some, like why you want to do it. You know, is it related to the body image side of things? Is it related to, you know, increasing your muscle mass and increasing your bone density? Is it that side of things? Because I think about firstly, understanding why you want to do something is going to be really important when we look at adherence in the long term, because that's something that uh, your coach or that you should be considering when developing a program. Because if I had someone who came to me and they just said, you know, I just really want to uh, make sure that I'm looking after myself as I age. I wouldn't create a program that I would for someone who comes to me and says they want to be a top level powerlifter, for example. It would be similar, but maybe the frequency would be different or the exercises might be slightly different. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, I think as well, just before we move on to the next question, I also think that uh, just kind of returning back to the barriers and also linking it in with this question is you also do have to take into consideration what environment you want to be in because typical gym settings like pose a barrier in and of itself because Mm -hmm. typically they are quite a masculine uh, environment and this is, again, another 
story that I get from a lot of women who I coach is they don't want to step foot into a gym and they don't want to take up, say, a squat rack, feeling the pressure as if they don't belong there. You know, every woman does belong in a gym. Every woman belongs at a squat rack if that's where they want to be. But I do understand that that's not how everyone feels when walking into a gym. And so, you know, women, women only gyms have, you know, copped so much, I guess, hate over the past couple of years. But at the end of the day, sometimes that's where a woman might feel her best and feel most comfortable and feel like she can take up that space in comparison to an all gender gym. So that is definitely a barrier that is there is real and is something that someone needs to consider when they are looking to uh, move into strength training in any capacity. Good point. And that's a good segue to, for someone who hasn't done any form of exercise for a while, um, is strength training suitable for those women or should they try something else rather than jumping straight into strength training? What are your suggestions, Shay? So, uh, Strength training is accessible for everyone. And again, there are a lot of stereotypes and narratives attached to strength training that have, uh, you know, I don't know where they started, but they've been with us forever. And one of them is definitely that strength training is uh, like dangerous or that you're going to injure yourself by doing strength training. But the reality is, is that strength training has such a low injury rate, especially when we compare it to other sports and this narrative has not served women very well over the past, you know, however long, because it's definitely added another element uh, that holds people back from getting into the sport. So whilst I would encourage people to get coaching, uh, especially if they haven't done any strength training before, some general technique-based coaching and programming coaching is important, but can you do it by yourself? Absolutely. And I think that's where people need to be encouraged as well in this space is it is accessible. It is something you can do quite easily by yourself if, say, uh, financially you're not able to um, pay a coach. There's so many resources online. Um, And again, like I said, the injury rate is so low, especially when load, uh, like the intensity of what someone is lifting is considered. So you don't have to look like a power lifter to be a power lifter is what you're saying. Well, I think the best thing about the sport, and I've always said this, is if you see powerlifting, if you got together a group of 20 powerlifters, everyone looks so different. And I think it's just the most amazing thing about the sport is because what other sport can you look at and have such diversity? it really, it's hard to find one. Like I can't actually think of any, like of any really. And so whenever people ask this question of, you know, but you know, can I do strength training? you know, do I look like someone who does strength training? It's like, if you watch one powerlifting competition and again, not everyone who does strength training needs to do powerlifting at all. But if you watch one powerlifting competition, you would absolutely be able to see how diverse it is it's just the most incredible thing and we find a lot of people who haven't found a home within another sport find a home within powerlifting because they they feel like they fit in there Mm. 
When I first uh, started training for a marathon, actually, I was super surprised at the diversity and body types and some of the best marathoners and ultra runners are, are women, middle-aged women with um, not awesome physiques, but they could run forever, I could tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, at the end of the day, like physiques and what a good physique is, is, is so subjective. You know, someone I like, I like my body now. I never like, you know, I couldn't have said that, you know, six, seven years ago, but someone could also look at my body and absolutely hate what my body looks like. And so I think that anytime you're getting into a sport to solely change your appearance, I don't think it's a good um, I don't think it's a good thing for that to be your own, like your only goal to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of barriers, what sort of time investment are women who are, are looking into getting into strength training? What, what sort of commitment do we need? For instance, could they just do one session a week? Would that be enough? Or what's we, what's the optimal sort of time commitment and how long uh, before they start seeing results in your opinion? So, I mean, any session is better than no session, in my opinion. Um, if mm-hmm. someone said to me, I'm going to train once this week, or I can train once this week, or I can train not at all this week, I'd always, always, always pick train once a week. Um, ideally, I get my clients, you know, to train anywhere from two to three to four times a week. It really depends on someone's schedule. But when we're looking at an effective dose, you'd be looking at, say, that two to three you know, two to three session mark and sessions can go anywhere from, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. I think that often when people decide they want to take up something new and they have new goals, they can go really, um, I guess, kind of like gun ho about how much they want to do. I have sometimes people approach me and go, I want to achieve this goal and I want to do it immediately. So I'm going to train. I want you to send me a program that's five or six sessions a week. And to be honest, I won't do it unless they have a reason to do that many sessions. Say it's someone who, you know, has a young child and their sleeping schedule. That's just what they allow. Then sure. I'd send a program if it needs to be like, you know, 20 minute sessions, but it doesn't have to be as much as what people think. And I think this applies to many other goals too. You know, take running, for example, you could say the exact same thing. And what's the sort of, um, talking about investment, how much is it likely to cost? So now that we're all in lockdown, um, what is some of the equipment I need to buy online? Or can I use my, you know, bags of flour? So again, I think it really depends on what someone's goals are here. If they wanted to be, um, you know, they wanted to be a powerlifter, they wanted to, you know, compete uh, compared to someone who just wants to increase their look at lockdown for example now so a lot of our a lot of my members at the gym don't have equipment so we've given out all of our equipment but of course we don't have equipment for everyone so we have done a program for everyone essentially that will be able to use what they have at home you know especially for people in lockdown at the moment drink bottles you know fill up a backpack whatever it is but there are ways that you can get strong with minimal equipment but realistically over time you do need to load the intensity a bit more so say you're um filling your backpack with two textbooks you know by week six or something uh you know along those lines you probably need to whack another textbook in there because you do need to overload at some point so the investment is very different you know if 
if you take the earlier example that I used of someone who does want to uh, get stronger by, you know, squatting, benching and deadlifting, then the equipment investment is a lot different. That's going to be a lot more expensive than someone who just has general strength goals. So you can swear you can use a bag of flour. There you go. You can. can. (laughs) Shay, how do you think being strong helps women kind of reset their lives? You're talking about, you know, being in a period of transition in your 50s in terms of building things like um, self-esteem after relationship breakdowns and confidence and maybe even hitting the dating scene or just trying to enjoy uh, life more and, and keeping in mind that some of the women that we're targeting here have, have left domestic violent relationships. What are your thoughts on that? I think the biggest change that I have seen with clients uh, over the past few years, I, they're always related back to those diet culture beliefs, body image beliefs, because I think from a very, really, really young age, we're always taught to take up the least amount of space as possible and, you know, to constantly be changing our bodies to become smaller. And I think that when people walk into that space with strength-related goals and they pick up a barbell, a barbell encourages people to take up space for maybe the first time in their entire lives has this message been conveyed to them. And I think it does over time really start to break down some of that messaging that we've received for our entire lives. It's a good point. We've got a lot of unlearning to do, haven't we? A lot of unlearning. And I just think that the barbell helps that, you know, it kind of guides you along in that journey. You know, it feels so powerful to do a squat, you know, whatever weight it is. Being strong is so, um, I guess, individual on that level. It's just so important for women, I think, to get into strength training and start to break down some of those messages. Nice. Thanks for that, Shay. And now we're going to move to the speed dating part of the interview. So the first thing that comes to your head. Uh, So the first question is, who in the world do you most admire? Oh, this one's hard. Um, I I think I'm going to take it personal and I'm actually going to have to say um, my dad. So Mm -hmm. for many, for many, many different reasons. Um, But yeah, I'm going to say my dad on that one like that hopefully your dad will get to listen to the podcast and want to hear it so what motivates you the thing that motivates me the most is uh i guess creating a community of strong individuals that feel supported um yeah i'd give all of my day to that every day if i knew that i was creating that so nice good answer um this might be related but what are the things you're most proud of my gym i'm most proud of uh that community is something incredibly special and yeah i just look at it every day and i'm always so grateful for the job that i am able to do so i definitely my gym great i'm gonna throw another question in shay do you see yourself strength training right up to your 50s and beyond Yeah, I do. Um, I always say to people that, you know, they ask, what will I be doing lifting wise in a couple of years? And I I never say that I'm going to be powerlifting for the rest of my life because the reality is, is that my, 
I might, my interest might change, but I do always see myself lifting weights in some capacity. So it might not be, you know, squatting, benching and deadlifting for the rest of my life, but I'll definitely incorporate strength training um, forever, really, as long as I can see. So hopefully that's going to inspire a few more people to fill up their water bottles and do a few lifts. If anyone is, uh, you know, super interested in the powerlifting aspect our gym runs 12-week courses and when I look at the breakdown of uh, ratio gender wise it's you know 70 80 percent women coming to those courses so it is becoming a lot more popular so if anyone's looking for a course that they'll be supported in that journey with and of course please head to um, my gym how how can people find you Shay just um, to follow up so I am on Instagram at Beyonce, so like Beyonce, but with Shay. And my gym is called The Strength Syndicate. So we're on Instagram at The Strength Syndicate. You can go to our website, which is The Strength Syndicate Canberra. Um, and that's pretty much how you, you would find us. Great. Thank you so much, Shay, for taking the time to participate in our podcast and help women reset their lives and embrace their 50s and, and learn, learn more about their options for getting fit and staying fit. Thank you for having me. Kishmar and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we recorded today, the Ngunnawal people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. We'd also like to thank my aunt, Akta Jahan, for the music. And also my son, Maxwell, for some uh, technical support uh, with the editing. And thanks to Joe Wood for once again lending support to one of my creative endeavors. Show.